Okay, amigos and amigas, welcome back to another episode of Confidence and Toda Madre, the podcast. My name is Sylvia Brands, your host, and I'm so excited to be here. Now, um, let's call it out. I'm back from my hiatus. I know it. I absolutely accept responsibility. I'm raising my hand. But one of the things that I really wanted to start with is if you're one of the people who is like, hey, I was under the table with my 12 grapes and I really gave it my best shot and I bought lentejas, which means AKA lentils. And I threw them up in the air and I was like really serious about my intentions. And I was one of those people who was like, 2024 is for me. And you are starting this episode and you're like, listen, February 1st is when we're going to start the year. I love this for you. And this podcast episode is perfecto because I'm with it. Okay. Um, I started the year off great. Let me tell you, we went to Disneyland for my best friend's birthday. And it was the first time we took Charlie and we took our kids, obviously, all together. And it was so much fun. We had a blast. Um, not going to lie. Disneyland, Disneyland like has so much technology now with like lightning lanes and Disney genies and all of this shit that we were like, what the fuck is happening? But we made the best out of it. And it was so much fun. Now, then I put on with the help of some of my friends and then also solo, I had two incredible events and then I got super sick. I got super sick and I, you guys saw like I was not on stories. I totally went MIA and this episode is truly dedicated to the people who were like, I started 2024 strong and then I had to fall off the pony because like circumstance happened or sickness or illness or having to take care of somebody, etc. I know. I know and I understand because same girl, same. And the reason why I want to just like spend some time doing that is because in January is when we think, oh, I have to get all of my ducks in a row and everything has to be executed perfectly in order for 2024 to be my year. If it doesn't pan out perfectly and I don't have this amazing, incredible momentum that just like moves through the whole first quarter, then it ain't it. And again, I think I've talked about it on this podcast before. It's that we subscribe to this all or nothing mentality. And that's just not true. That's just not true. It's truly about being able to say like, hey, we win some and we lose some, but we're always willing to get back on the pony. It's always being able to say like, I'm practicing what it's like to be disciplined I'm practicing what it's like to be nice to myself when things don't go my way. I'm practicing having a lot of self-compassion for myself instead of beating myself up when a circumstance circumstance arrives or all the things, you know, make sense. So yes, I just want to say that this episode is truly for you. Now, here's another thing. This episode, I just decided to go nuts, get crazy, and give you guys the vision board workshop on a podcast episode. Why? Because I had um, like two people buy a ticket and not be able to make it. Now, 
can I guarantee the same exact results that I gave in person? I can't. I can't guarantee that. I can't guarantee that because in person, as we know, it's just like a different beast. And again, like, just let me toot my own horn because in person, I'm just fantastic. But I'm going to do my best because I really felt like the content that I gave was just so necessary and it is so beneficial. And I'm going to be doing a lot of content around some of the stuff that I'm talking about. Um, But I really wanted a way to just give like a long format, like a long format for that. And so this is what I just best scenario. Now, the name of the vision board workshop is Explore and Soar in 2024. Okay. Now, just to preface, because I'm like still getting better, um, your girl had COVID. And let me tell you, this strand of COVID was just the worst that I am still recovering. Like, I still can't breathe. Uh, I'm gasping for air. You might, like, there might be little breaks because you guys know that I don't edit this podcast. So I literally am just pressing pause and then coughing and then hitting record. So because I just don't believe in editing and yeah. (laughs) Okay. So one of the things that I already want to tell you is that if you're listening to this podcast episode on a drive at the gym, like whatever, this is an episode that I strongly encourage that you listen to or re-listen to when you have a notepad, a journal, paper and pen, basically, because I'm going to give you a lot of prompts. I'm going to give you a lot of things to think about that will help you move through your quarter one, two, three, four. Okay. When I say quarter one, two, three, four is like little chunks of the year. And I just, I want you to think about that when you set intentions. I want you to think about that as how you look at your year Um, it's so funny because now that I'm an entrepreneur, like I do this full time, I look at my life in quarter one, two, three, four. However, when I belonged in the school system, I literally looked at my life like a calendar, calendar school year. So like August through May was the grind and then like summer. You know what I mean? Okay. I know that's like hilarious. And trust me, I look back at my life and I'm like, wow, she could never, but she really did. Okay. So with that being said, we're going to start off with some prompts. Okay. So at the vision board workshop, I gave everybody some prompts. And as a matter of fact, I gave these, I sent this out in an email, which is again, why I really love doing this specific workshop is because I really give people the opportunity to think and come prepared of like what they're going to think about and decide on at the vision board workshop. So here were the first prompts that I did, and we're going to talk about them like in depth a little bit more. Also, guys, today is Sunday, so we are doing the Yes Eres. And if you can hear my laundry, like my washer, my dryer going, yes, I would. Anyways, so here's the prompts. I want you to think, number one, about the biggest times and circumstances in 2023. Biggest times means like maybe time, like some of your peak points, And also some of your valleys, like some of your low points, different circumstances that were really hard. Okay. And I have talked about this before where I, 
I've talked about this before on a podcast episode. I was trying to think what podcast episode. It was the one that I did with Sonia for the podcast live. Uh, my mom literally has a tumor and there's there was a whole process around that. And so that was a big circumstance for me in 2023. And I just want to give you that as an example because I want you to think about those specific times in your life. But also I want you to think about like the big celebrations of like being booked out of just again moments of celebration where you're where you're at your peak points but also in your valleys, okay? Now, number 2, blessing in your circumstances, okay? A lot of times your circumstance like the hard thing a blessing comes after it, but a lot of times you don't get to decide or dictate how quick or how long afterwards it comes, okay? So for example, a circumstance for me was that I didn't realize until way later, a circumstance for me was that when we got married, then we moved to Gilbert, and I'm a South Phoenix girl, like South Phoenix till I die. And when we got married, one of the biggest compromises I had to make was we had to move to Gilbert because that's where we found our first home. Um, Honestly, it was Drake's way of telling me also like he was just going to have a lot of peace of mind because he is a pilot and all of these things. Okay. So again, he was caring for my safety for all of those things. Okay. Now, Mind you, we lived out there for about five years till we were able to move back to Phoenix. And that was a circumstance that had to happen because our house was able to sell really well that then we were able to purchase our new build here in Phoenix. Okay, so does that make sense? Like, I want you to start to train your brain to really see the blessing in a circumstance and to be willing to say like, oh, wow, had it not been for that, like that moment that was hard for me, look what came, what look at what came and blessed me because of that circumstance. Does that make sense? Okay, so number two is blessing in your circumstances, okay? Number three, your gifts things that you discovered in 2023 that you're like, oh my gosh, I am so good at this. Maybe you went to like a floral arrangement class and you were like, oh my gosh, she is so cute. Maybe you went to a paint and sip and you're just like, um, is she a painter? Is she a painter? Maybe you took a horseback riding, uh, lesson. Is that what you say? Yeah. A horseback riding lesson, whatever. Maybe you did that and you were fantastic. Maybe you started hiking. Maybe whatever it is. Maybe you went back to school and discovered like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a nurse. Like healing people is like my thing. Whatever it is, I want you to take some time and really truly sit and give yourself credit of like the gifts you uncovered, okay? Number four, your failures. How many times did you fail? And this is a big one because a lot of times people like to say like, oh my God, no. I do not want to dwell on this. I'm going to avoid this like the plague. But at the same time, I think it's so important to consider. I think it's so important to look into 
because failure is the thing that we fear the most. But if you get so good at calling it out, if you get so good at recognizing it, it's not that uncomfortable. I have a podcast episode called like, um, failure loves me and I love that hoe too, which is a really good episode. So truly think about that. Okay. And the places you would like to grow. One of the things that I always think is so interesting is that every time it's the top of the year, people are like blank sheet of paper, clean slate, start from the top, start at zero, like la 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 la. But everything is like empty, 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 clear space, clear space. Like why would you do that? Why would we not build on top of the skills you already have? So in 2023, what skills did you grow that you're going to really continue to grow from in 2024? Does that make sense? So for example, if you started to go, like me, I started to go to the gym. I started to go to F45 in 2023. And let me tell you, I don't, I think I went to the gym like maybe three times this year or so far because then I got busy and then I got sick. But I'm already telling myself like, woohoo, come Monday, here we go. Like I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get back at it. Like again, I started to do that. So I hope that in 2024, it just becomes a regimen that I can easily continue. And number six is three words to encapsulate. 2023. Okay. And the biggest things that I want you to take from just those prompts is really truly understand circumstance. Again, circumstance is like a specific factual place, something that's actually happening to you that an entire jury can sit here and be like, this is facts. Okay. Also, failures really, really, really get clear with what your failures were. And I'll be super transparent and honest about one of mine. That was my husband coughing. Um, one of my failures of 2023 was I really did not have a strong family connection with my brother and the times that we did get together, which again, I have said this on a podcast or on something before that I always like to look at Christmas as not the end, but the beginning. And so when we were sitting on Christmas Eve and spending all this time together, I realized how much fun I actually had with my brother. And so it really made me want to like make sure that I reach out to him more and say like, hey, come over or what are you guys doing? Really making an effort to like have our families talk more and like get together more, all of those things. And see, again, it's like, sure, you can have a failure in a launch or like in a business or whatever, but like also pay attention to the ways like we didn't move. Does that make sense? Okay. And then the last one is like places you grew from. Make sure that you're stacking on top of the growth. You don't have to start from ground zero. If you want to start from ground zero, that's fine. But like, why would you mess with something that's already like being built? So for example, again, my gym regimen is just going to continue to get stronger. Okay. We talked about this, um, I think on my IG, maybe, maybe on a podcast episode. See, again, another hiatus, so I can't even remember. But one of the, the next slide on the vision board is I am the anti-goal. 
And the reason I'm the anti-goal is because goals keep you earning your worth, okay? Goals, and I've said this before, goals are always telling you, oh, um, goals, okay, hang on. Goals only work when they're tied to something numerical, okay? If it's tied with numbers, that is the only way you can track a goal or track progress. So that's why a lot of people are like, let's do it with like a weight loss challenge or let's do it like with money or saving or just like anything like that. Because when it's tied to numbers, you can track the progress. However, if you and I were to be like, I just want to feel better. I want to I wanna like do th- different things so that I feel better. You cannot track your feeling. You're just going to be able to feel it, right? There's no percentage. Like you're not an iPhone where like the battery life shows on the top corner of the screen. The top corner of your head does not show your battery life. And it's not like, oh yeah, she's 94% feeling better. No, we don't have that. So that's why I am the anti-goal because a goal keeps you earning your worth. And in our society today, a lot of times our goals are just like end games. It keeps us in that cycle of like achieve, 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 achieve and certify, certify, certify. Like you're only worthy if you attain this. And so um, one of my favorite examples is... uh, and I talked about this with my best friend in California. She was like, because I was telling her about the vision board workshop. And I was like, hey, remember when I wanted to quit bread all the time? Because I would be like, dude, if I quit bread, I would be so hot. And it would just be so over for these hoes. And she would be like, yeah, uh-huh. So what are you going to do? And I'd be like, I'm going to quit bread. And then on Friday, I would be calling her and like, hey, do you want to go get pizza? And she would be like, yeah, bitch, sure. So do you see how, especially for me or Latinos in general, carbs are life, my guy. Carbs are life. Like you give me a good pizza, like you want tacos with tortillas, like that's going to happen. And again, If you set a goal for like, I'm going to quit something, it's because you're so stuck on the end game. Instead, like, again, my perception was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have abs and I'm going to be like JLo, like it's going to be so great. Instead of like, I'm going to prioritize my health. I am going to feel good. My blood panel is going to be great. All of these things that like now I know. But again, a goal only keeps you motivated for the end game. And my other example is like getting a new car. So if you want a car, you are just, you can do it one of two ways. You're going to clean up your credit. You're going to save money. You're going to do all of these research about different cars, you're, it's going to matter to you like different things and, and about the gas and are you saving money and are you going to be able to budget for like the maintenance of a car, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But also you could do the second way where it's like you just want a car and yes, you're going to save the money and you're going to do those things, but you're just the end game and the important part for you is that you just want the car. However, 
the end game goal is getting the car. And if you're stuck on goal-like mentality, then you just win when you get the car. But if you're anti-goal mentality, you come to realize and celebrate the journey that it took to get the car. You learned to budget. You learned to save money. You learned to do all of these things. You became a better person in learning to get the car. Does that make sense? So again, a goal mentality is just to get you to the end. Another example is when I became um, a speech therapist. One of two ways. Anybody can be a student. Anybody can study hard enough to bullshit your way through the tests. Okay? And I was one of those people that I will be completely honest. I tried so hard at school, but I had to really study. I had to really sweat my brains out. I had to really put in the work. And that's the thing. On paper... I like did okay because school is just really hard for me, but I was an incredible clinician. Like when it came to treating a child, oof, I could knock the shit out of the park. But again, the paper part was really hard. And I'll never forget, there were these people who had like 4.0 like GPAs and on paper they were like nailing the test and all of this stuff. But when they sat in front of a child, they were cold as ice and like those kids ran the motherfucking show. And it's like, ooh, you could be cool but when and be, have the 4.0 grade point average, but then when you're in the streets and you have to actually like be a clinician, you're going to get your ass handed to you. Because what? An A plus ain't going to save you from a kid who smells blood in the water. And that's that goal-like mentality of just like end game, end game, what looks good on paper, the A plus, the 4.0 thing, the having the new car, instead of who am I becoming in this journey of the things I want, okay? So that's that example there. And there's three points that I really want to talk to you about today. And I'm really excited because I'm just going to add this on because, of course, like social media has just given me the opportunity to talk some more. (coughs) Excuse me. I didn't pause on that one. Now, consumption, comparison, and self-abandon. Consumption is an all-time high. And I mean consumption in very many ways. Consumption of material things, like literally, literally, the way everybody went out and bought a Stanley Cup, the Van, the, the Valentine's version. And I'm not even here to hate on you. It's a really cute cup. But I've just noticed that we are all obsessed with getting what each other's have in a material sense we're always like oh that's the trend so we're just constantly looking at each other which brings me to my second point which by the way guys if you can hear it i put a cough drop in my mouth because it was getting out of control which brings me to my second point of comparison if we're consuming at an all-time high whether it's materialistic or what other people are doing or saying, etc., then it leaves us to compare ourselves whether we're doing something or not, okay? And my next example is everybody now is on this mob wife aesthetic. And 
there's a lot of layers to this because it's actually really funny because when clean girl aesthetic was going on, Latinas were saying, hey, you know, brown girls and black women have done this for a really long time. Um, once again, our culture is not up to like appropriate, but no one cared. <laughs> so, and everybody just kept on with their shit. And then now it's mob wife aesthetic and the Italian girls are standing up and saying, listen, y'all did this to black and brown women and now you guys are doing it to us. And we're here to tell you that like, if you don't know Big Ange and you're not having Sunday sauce, like sit the fuck down. And again, it, and it made me laugh because they even said like, our culture is not like up for appropriation. Like it's not a costume. And I was like, oh my gosh. So again, it leaves us in this space of like, and, and I, I saw people like, ooh, I have like my makeup palette ready or let me get my coat out and all of this stuff. And let me tell you why I'm not in mob wife mentality in general. I live in Arizona and honey, I would roast. I would roast. I had a baby and my hormones are probably fucked up after that as well. So not me. But again, when you get so good at comparing yourself and consuming what everybody else is doing brings me to my last point of you get then so good at self-abandoning. You will abandon who you are in order to fit the trend, in order to do what everyone else is doing, in order to be how everyone else is being. And that is our biggest problem when it comes to asking ourselves like, okay, well, why don't I have self-trust and why don't I have confidence? Because you've never practiced being yourself. Because you don't trust yourself because you've spent so much time in other people. So now this brings me to intentions, delusional desires, and then two paths. So when you're coming to like your vision board, and again, I, again, I've used this whole process for people to create a vision board. And for me, vision boards have always been more than just cutting pieces of paper out and putting them on a board. Like it's way more than that. Your intention is going to help you move. And your intentions should be selected like idols. And idols are the things that set the standard for how you will live your life. Now, one of my intentions for this year is that I'm going to be unhinged. And I know that you're thinking to yourself like, okay, that's kind of weird. It's a weird thing to say because that's not very like, it's not a word that's often talked about. But the reason I want to be unhinged is because I want to be more of myself. I really felt like last year I was holding myself back and I was playing small because I wanted to make sure I fit in specific cir- circles. I wanted to be invited. I I really realized that I spent time in places that wasn't going to like bear fruit for a long time, which is unfortunately like a lesson. 
but that's okay. But I don't want to waste any more time not truly being myself anymore. So that's one of my intentions this year. Now, delusional desires. This is like a term that I have coined because I have always preached that Delulu is always the Salulu. And delusional desires is what I teach inside of my coaching. And a delusional desire is the thing that you are scared to like wish or even ask for because you're literally like, oh my God, that is even crazy to think about. That is so delusional to even bring to light because I could never. And that's your delusional desire. That thing that you are scared to even think about or wish for because it's so delusional. And those are the things that I help my clients achieve inside of working together. And I have my own delusional desires, but again, like sometimes we got to move in silence. So I don't want to (laughs) say, but I want you to think about what those things are for you. And I want you to write those things down. And here's the biggest thing when it comes to your vision board. Think about these two questions that I'm going to ask you and what the mood is for this year. There's two paths. What do I need to unlearn or do I love who I am becoming? Is it a, what do I need to unlearn year or is it, do I love who I am becoming year? And also maybe quarter one, quarter two is one and then quarter three and quarter four is the other. But you get to decide. You get to choose and really sit and wonder what kind of year is this going to be for me? Okay. Now, of course, I'm the analogy motherfucking queen. So I'm bringing you a analogy. Now, this is going to be kind of hard because I cannot physically show you a binder, but I do promise to create a reel so that you can see it. Now, here's my binder analogy. I hope you know what a three-hole binder is because, hello, I'm a millennial. But it's like a three-hole binder, and we use them in high school a lot to, like, organize our our stuff and, like, our papers, et cetera, et cetera. Now, here's the thing is that... I want you to think about yourself as a binder. And a lot of times we're low-key little hoarders, okay? Our binder, we sit there and take the time to collect everybody else's little paper. We sit there and we collect papers from our parents, from our friends, from our colleagues. And all of these papers have different things. Like it has what they think we should be doing their projections for us, Um, maybe comparison of these people, maybe even like I should be living this type of way or like living their type of aesthetic or I'm trying to be more like them. Again, think about what I said in the beginning, consumption and comparison is an all-time high. And with our binders, we are little binders and we just go around collecting all these papers and we put them in our binders and there goes our three-hole little thing opening 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 and we're just collecting and then it turns out that you're like this big bertha binder it's like those big like five inch ones and if i came around and i were to ask you like hey what are the things you really want your binder is so full of everyone else's pieces of paper that you can't even find yours anymore because it's 
under everyone else's stuff and projections and like, well, maybe it's a little bit of this and maybe it's a little bit of that. And you can tell me like, well, I'm type A and I would have tabs and labels and all of this motherfucking shit, but it doesn't matter if your binder is full to the max, it is still going to require some time for you to like undo the mess and get to your stuff. And so here's the thing. A lot of times we even put page protectors on the pieces of papers of other people because we value them so much more than we do ourselves. But this year, I want you to be the binder and be stingy with how many times you open that three ring binder and put the papers in and only, only put your own stuff in a page protector. Because if you put something in and it gets a lot of wear and tear, we all know like that page on the three holes, it starts to like tear, 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 tear till eventually like it rips off. And then like you need those like little circle stickers to like fix it and be able to put it back in the binder. But honey, this 2024 is a page protector year of all of the things that you want. It is a page protector year for your values, for your intentions, for your friendships, the people who water you as well, the the places where you want to be in community, the things and the people you want to learn from. Does that make sense? This is a page protector year and you are going to be stingy with your binder. Okay, love that. Love that. Raise your hand if you love that. I know I can't see your hand raised, but like I know your hand is raised. Okay, and here's my other little analogy queen because you know we're here for it. And I did a reel on this already, but I just wanted to share because again, I'm just sharing all of my PowerPoint is DoorDash delusion, okay? A lot of times at the top of the year, we... Again, we want things that everybody else has because it's just aesthetically pleasing. But when you sit there and it's time to really look and think about the things that you want, you're you're unsure. And so this is how I want, excuse me, this is how I want you to look at it. It's like DoorDash solution. When you order from DoorDash, you know exactly where you're ordering from. You look at your options. You know exactly what sides Like, again, and I'm just going to use Chick-fil-A as an example. Chick-fil-A, if you want to sponsor me, be my guest, please. Um, You know you're getting a spicy chicken deluxe with Colby Jack cheese and with a side of waffle fries and with a little, you know, buffalo sauce and a little Chick-fil-A sauce, a little Polynesian sauce, whatever. And you know that you're getting a cherry Coke. You know. You're very specific. However, a lot of times when it comes for you to ask what you want out of your life, you're like, well, I'm not sure. Like you don't have that same energy. You're like, well, I I guess we could have like Chick-fil-A or maybe we could get pho. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, well, like maybe I'll get the salad or maybe I'll get the pho or maybe I'll get like a chicken sandwich. Oh, I'm not sure. Well, it's fine. Like you can put whatever you want. Like give me a Sprite. It's okay. Even though your favorite drink is a fucking cherry Coke from Chick-fil-A. Do you see what I mean? 
you're like, oh, it's fine. And then, and then when you're ordering from DoorDash, you're like, okay, this is the exact order. I'm going to pay for it. And you are like paying attention to the little map when that little person is like about to arrive to your house. And some of you even have direct directions on how to find you. Okay. With the quickness, with the promptness. But then when it comes to looking at your own life, it's like, yeah, okay, like, let me just put this stuff together and then I'm going to pay for it and then we'll see if it gets here. I hope it gets here. I'm hopeful. Sure, why not? And that's crazy. That's crazy. So here's my little four steps for DoorDash Solution. You need to get really clear. Get really clear on what you want so that you can make those decisions and trust yourself through it. Get even more specific. What what does that year look like for you? How will you do this? Where do you need support from? Number three, be available. Okay, this is like my favorite example is like people are like oh you know like I really want a boyfriend and all of this stuff and then whenever I'm like okay cool like love this for you and then I say cool like when you go out like to the grocery store and you have like the perfect opportunity for like a rom-com meet cute I'm like cool do you like exchange eye glances with other men and they're like oh my god I absolutely not like I look the other way what you your your rom-com can't start if you're not opening yourself up to be available for that opportunity. And number four, you have to look for it. Look for the opportunities for it to take place. A lot of times the opportunity is not going to come knocking from your bedroom, in your bed, watching Netflix. Love you, love you. Sorry, I just bit my cough drop. Love you, love you, but that's not going to happen. But if you're like, I want more speaking gigs this year. Guess what, honey? You got to pitch yourself like crazy. You got to make some friends of like, yo, you want to fly me out? You want to hear the word? Show me. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's DoorDash delusion. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Another raise your hand. Okay. (laughs) And here's my last one. And I did this on a reel as well, but I think it's just so good. So my name is Sylvia Brands, and this is like a play on my last name. And this is about brand identity, okay? Because again, Sylvia Brands, she's going to come with the brand identity. Is this on brand for me, okay? Your brand identity is not about your business. It's not about like anything you make or whatever. It's truly about you, you, the individual, the human, your brand. I want you to think about your values, the alignment and the abilities. Okay. The way I want you to look at this is that this is going to be like your true north. This is going to be your little thing that brings you back on track. Like if you're driving and you're on your roadmap it is going to be that be like, it's going to be that thing that like when you try to go out of the lane, it goes beep, 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 and it brings you back. Literally that, okay? So I want you to think about your values. What is important to you this year? Number one, 
values. Number two, asking yourself, am I in alignment? As taking the time that every single decision you make, ask yourself, is this on brand for me? That's how you can sit, like bring yourself back into alignment and be like, is this good for me? And this is the my third one that I really, really love. Really focus on your abilities this year. Your abilities to shine, but also we're here to serve each other, okay? Like we're supposed to be in community. So also when somebody comes and asks you for help, knowing when they're asking me for help, the way I help them is this giving them the opportunity to shine. Are they shining in their best way possible by me contributing my support? Does that make sense? So for example, uh, oh, at the vision board experience, uh, Michael, my Michael, came to the event with me because he is like my personal assistant and like the best tabler ever in the whole world. But because literally Michael just knows me and he knows that I like things done a specific way and like he's just perfect. But Michael, I I value what he does for me and he knows like he does something for me that helps my ability shine. He comes and does all of the extra stuff so that I can focus on serving my people with the message they came for. So him coming and doing a service for me really helps me be in my ability to shine. And then also, I always like pay him in a, like, I I pay him with like a meal and obviously I pay him, but we like go out to eat and I really feel like that quality time is also a really good ability of mine, just like as a friendship that he gets to benefit from as well. And like, yes, we text and we keep up with each other, but again, it's about remembering that everything is a two-way street. And the way you serve someone is also for them to give them the opportunity to shine as well. We are community people. We are literally hardwired to need and want one another. And you have to remember that. It is okay to just come into spaces and nurture and water relationships that go both ways, but also remember that, that your ability shines and so does theirs. So really, when it comes to brand identity, you need to consider your values, what is super important this year, what is in an alignment, and also how will your abilities flourish, okay? Now, with that being said, that is the end of the slide. And obviously, again, I gave it to you quick and I gave it to you in 43 minutes, which I'm shocked about. Because I was able to like have more conversation with people. We were able to go back and forth, all of these things. But I hope that again, I covered a lot of different things that really made you think. That really made you break away from how you're consuming, how you're comparing, how you're thinking about yourself. Maybe it's helped you uncover some of your gifts or your abilities. And that's important to pay attention to. 
because you're worth it. I really believe that 2024 is your year. I do. I believe that. And if you're sitting here and you're thinking like, shit, well, you know, February 1st is my new year. Beautiful. Use this to plan out your year. Use this to set out your values. Use this to set out your intentions and ask yourself, what kind of year am I going to have? Am I going to have a do I love who I'm becoming year? Or is it a what do I need to unlearn year? Pay attention to those things and really, again, listen to this episode with a notepad and a pen. But also, again, if you're listening to this episode and you're just like, man, I just really need to take the opportunity and stop messing around and I need to work with Sylvia, do it. Book your clarity call or send me a DM and let's get to work. 2024 can be your year. And again, this is your year of delusional desires. And that's exactly what I help my clients do. We go from clarity to action in 90 days, clarity to action on your delusional desire in 90 days, guaranteed. And I absolutely think that I love this for you. I think it's possible for you. And again, this is just supposed to be your year. And I believe that for you. So DM me. I I just tag me in your vision boards. I can't wait to see them. And I just, I'm really excited for what's to come with this podcast episode. And guys, just so many good things on the way. Okay. See you on the next track. Again, my name is Sylvia Brands. I'm your self-trust and confidence coach encouraging you to live life a toda madre. Bye.